Hey everyone, this is Zach at FF Chupa Batman. This is the Tripwire Podcast. We're in the off-season edition now, so we're going through division by division, talking about buy sells. I'm joined tonight by Alex at Alex Mateo94. How's it going tonight, Alex? Hey, it's going going real good, Zach. I don't know about you, but that intro gets me pumped every single time. I'm wired. I'm ready to talk some fantasy tonight. Uh, I, lo- I love our intro video. Uh, definitely gets me in the mood every time when we when we listen to it to get ready for a show. So, like I said, we're in the off season. Normally, we're here with you Monday night live, right before Monday night football, and then with you uh, overnight into the morning on Tuesdays on the podcast for waiver wire. But the waiver wire doesn't matter right now because we are in June. So we wanted to get you some content out there. We want to talk dynasty. So we are focusing on buys and sells. We've already talked the NFC East and NFC South. So go ahead and check out our other episodes on YouTube, which you're watching on right now. Go ahead, like this video, subscribe, then go check out those. Playlist is linked at the end of the show. You can also follow us on our podcast channel through Triple Play Fantasy. So if you're listening to it here, make sure you are subscribed to that so you don't miss any episodes and you can go back and listen to our previous episodes. So now that we got all of that out of the way, we are talking the NFC West today. So Alex, who is your buy from the NFC West? So he's he's been a buy, he's been a sell. It's been a real roller coaster 13 months for this player. And that's the 22-year-old running back from the LA Rams. Cam Akers. He's a guy who we all know missed this past season due to the torn Achilles. He came back in the last game of the regular season, was on a very small snap count. But then in the playoffs, they really ramped him up. In the games he played 50% or more, he was healthy. He saw the lion's share of the work. Three of those four playoff games, he saw 17 or more total opportunities between touches and targets. The only one he didn't was against San Fran, where he only saw 14. But in that game, he did miss the majority of the second and third quarter when he got banged up with that shoulder injury. All right, so we're talking Cam Akers with an ADP on DLF with Superflex as RB13, which is pick 31, and in a 1QB league, RB16, pick 56. I think that's a that's a real good price for him. He's one of those guys. He has that potential to be a top five back. He's going to see 75 to 80% of the opportunities. He's involved in the passing game, even though the Rams as a whole over the last five years thrown the least to the running backs in all of the NFL. Cam Akers is a guy who is capable of it. He saw three and four targets all four playoff games. And I know what you're going to say. He only averaged 2.6 yards per carry in the playoffs. But that was only six months removed from a torn Achilles. And the rest of the running backs averaged only 2.9. So is it he was bad or he was coming off an injury going against four of the top eight run defenses in the league with one of the worst offensive lines? No, that makes sense. And I know his Price is probably lower than you would anticipate for his age and for the offense he's on due to the injury. Um, so now would be the time to buy if you believe in him. And hey, I get it if you don't believe in him. Uh, but if you are a, I don't even call you a Cam Akers truther. If you just think that he's going to perform well, now is the time to buy. 
at his price. I want to kind of share some recent trades with you, see what you think. So uh, on the DLF Trade Finder, we found Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson for George Kittle. I would I would take the running backs there. Yes, I know Kittle is a stud. He's had his fair share of the injuries as well. And you can honestly try and replace Kittle with the tight end. He'll get you around 8 to 10 a game. But when healthy, Akers has that potential to be an 18 to 22 points a game type of guy. Yep. So you got Cam Akers for a 2022 1.06 rookie pick. I would also take Cam Akers in this, this spot as well. And Cam Akers for Elijah Moore. I would also, once again, take take Akers in this spot. You can replace the production from a receiver much easier than than a running back. So I think this is the toughest one. Cam Akers for a 2023 first-round pick. Yeah, so this one, it's all about the roster makeup of the person whose pick you're trading. If you see yourself as a contender coming into the year, you have a lot of depth, then I would absolutely take Akers. But there is a chance he doesn't perform well, even though he has everything going in his favor and has that two to three year window that you want for your running backs. If it's a top three or four potential pick, then at that point, you almost have to keep the pick, just knowing the way that class is already beginning to shape up. Yeah, honestly, for me, regardless of my roster or the other person's roster, I'm probably taking that 2023 first round pick just for the fact that worst case scenario. I can then use that pick as a trade asset to get somebody that I might value even more than Cam Akers to help me this season or after the season to even build up my roster more. I just think there's more value in that 2023 first round pick than Cam Akers, at least right now. Right now, it does provide a lot more flexibility. I will say that for sure. Yep. So my buy for the NFC West is DK Metcalf. So on DLF, his ADP right now, super flex, wide receiver 10. Pick 36. So the was at the very end of the third round. Yeah, um, 312. Yep. And then we have one QB is wide receiver eight, pick 16. So mid, early to mid uh, second round. So for me, I, I get why I guess there's a little, I wouldn't call it hate, but people kind of seem to be off on DK just because of his QB situation. It's not pretty this year. I'm not going to lie. Right now we're looking at Drew Locke or um, Geno Smith. That's uninspiring. Now, there's potential that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo comes over. I doubt it. Um, there's potential it's Baker Mayfield. We'll see. Um, and I'm not saying any of them are that much better. Um, but for me, we're talking about DK Metcalf, who will be 25 at the end of December of this year. So for most of the 2022 season, he's going to be 24. So even if he ends up underperforming from his standards this year, you still have him next year when he's 25. I mean, we really see the prime of these wide receivers around 27. So you still have his entire prime um, to perform. And I don't know if people remember, um, they may or may not. It it feels like it's been forever. But in July of 2021, so literally almost a year ago, he was the wide receiver one in ADP for Dynasty. Wide receiver one. He's now wide receiver 10. Do you know how yeah. many touchdowns? Do you know how many touchdowns he had this past season with what his crazy QB play with Russell Wilson being injured and all of that going on? I think he had he either still, twelve or thirteen. He had twelve touchdowns, career high. Now he didn't do great in yards; only had nine hundred sixty-seven. Huge drop off from the previous year. 
Um, but his targets were identical, 129 the last two seasons, and his receptions were a little down. But, I mean, the the man is 6'4". He's pushing 235, where we always question the weight. But he's a big guy, <laughs> and he's got Olympic-type speed. You can't coach that. No. I don't care if all you do is just have him run down the field to get touchdowns. He's going to score touchdowns that way. It doesn't matter and who his QB is. If you remember... Cortland Sutton absolutely lit it up with Drew Locke in 2019. Had a yep. wide receiver one season. If you're telling me they're going to be playing in a lot of positive game strip for, script for fantasy purposes, they're going to be losing, they're going to be throwing a lot. There's a lot of times where Drew Locke literally just closes his eyes and just launches it. The amount of times it's going to be, you know what, F it. DK somewhere down there, let me just launch it as far as I can. DK at wide receiver 10, that's a really good price still. And I would yeah. absolutely jump on that. And I'm not saying that this might, this could be a down year for him. I'm not saying it won't be. Um, I'm not saying there's some risk involved. But if you want DK on your team, this is probably the cheapest you're going to get him. Unless he completely falls off a cliff this year. And even then, I probably still would want him because he's going to get even cheaper. But the fact that we're what, 11 months removed from when he was the wide receiver one, for dynasty and he's now the wide receiver 10 i will buy him all day so let's talk some trades that that are going on right now so dk metcalf for the 2022 107 rookie pick and a 2023 second round pick i actually offered that for dk and it got rejected in a league so i would absolutely take dk there yep and so this trade was actually done by uh one of our buddies john bauer uh go ahead and check out their shows as well uh they're phenomenal but DK Metcalf, which is who John got for a 2023 first round pick. I'd still take DK. Yep. And that might be one of the most expensive trades you have to make right now for DK, which really isn't too crazy, especially if that's not. I mean, we just talked about how valuable the 2023 first round pick is. But like I said, it was we're 11 months removed from DK being the wide wide receiver one. So I got DK Metcalf for Rashad Bateman and a 2023 first round pick. So we upped the ante a little bit. So this one, I would actually prefer that package. Okay. I, I'm big on Bateman. I like them a lot coming out of Minnesota. He was my wide receiver too. You have no more Hollywood there. So other than Mark Andrews, someone's going to have to catch targets and it's going to, it's going to be Bateman. All right, and then the last one, DK Metcalf for a 2023 first-round pick and a 2023 second-round pick. I would I would take DK there as well. Yeah, so like I said, I get why some people are down on him, but I think he still will hold plenty of value, and he's I mean, his value is only going to go up now, in my opinion. Um, so now's the time to go make some offers for DK Metcalf at that price. All right, so now we're going to switch gears, and we're going to talk some sells. So, Alex, who is your sell from the NFC West? Staying on the course for running backs. I feel like that's been my theme all the episodes. Make sure you go check them out. I'm selling Elijah Mitchell from the San Francisco 49ers. He's sitting at RB21 in Superflex Leagues right now, which puts him at pick 79, and RB23 in 1QB Leagues, which is at pick 62. Now I'm selling him for a few reasons. Yes, he did have a good season last year, and it came out of nowhere. But he did get banged up throughout the year. Shanahan has no issues switching from back to back, depending on who's the hot hand. If you fumble, you're out. 
Not to mention they did spend a third round pick again on a running back in Tyrion Davis price. So that just shows me that they're not entirely sold on him either. If you're spending premium draft capital on running backs and at that RB 23, just a few backs who are behind him, Zeke at RB 24, I would absolutely take that over him. He is much, much higher of a ceiling this year. AJ Dillon at running back 25. He has that longevity with the way Aaron Jones's contract structured. He's gone after this year. James Conner at RB26. Once again, yes, they did bring in Williams to be the receiving back, almost take that Chase Edmonds role. But Conner's still going to get his 10 to 12 touchdowns in the red zone. And those are what you need. Miles Sanders at RB27. The only competition they brought in was UDFA, Kennedy Brooks, and re-signed Boston Scott. He's going to find the end zone more than zero times. He had more than 10 times, 10, 10 more Ugh. He had 10 more carries within the five-yard line than every other running back on the Eagles. So he's getting the opportunities. He just didn't have some luck. Tony Pollard at RB30. He's an injury to Zeke away from being a top five back on a weekly basis. And then lastly, somehow at RB37. Yes, I know it's a messy backfield. But Chase Edmonds in Miami. He can play both the receiving and the passing game. He's good in between the tackles. He's good. On the outside zone, yes, it is a crowded backfield. They did bring in Mostert as well. But Edmonds, he has that complete skill set and is something that I can see Mike McDaniels absolutely thriving on this year. Fair enough. So talking to Elijah Mitchell, value on the trade market, some recent trades we've seen Elijah Mitchell go for the 2022-105 rookie pick. I would take the first-round pick. Elijah Mitchell for the 2022 201 and 207 rookie picks. That's one I would probably wait till I'm on the clock for and just to see who falls, but more likely than not, I would take the picks. Yeah, no, that's fair. I might take Mitchell in that situation, especially if my team was kind of more built to score now, because I think Mitchell mm-hmm. can be solid this oh, season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does depend who's on the board for you. Um, Elijah Mitchell for Kadarius Tony. So this one, I would actually still take Mitchell. Definitely feels a little safer. And then Elijah Mitchell for Tyler Johnson and a 2022-205 pick and a 2023 second. I would take the package just for the fact that I know that 2023 second can sway a deal very easily with the way people are falling in love with that class. If you have it in a trade chip, just be like, oh, I can give you an extra second round pick. That'll get the deal done more likely than not. Fair enough. So I'm going to switch over to my cell. Um, so now we went from DK, who was uh, used to be a darling for Dynasty and now has lost some luster right now. We're, we're going the opposite. Um, so Debo Samuel, currently wide receiver seven in Superflex, pick 29. And in, in 1QB is wide receiver five, pick 10. So let me just kind of talk about his ADP real quick. Last summer... So August 2021, so 10 months ago, he was at his lowest ADP in a while at wide receiver 40. So this is before the season started. I don't know if everyone remembers. We were all up on Brandon Ayuk. We were very excited. Debo Samuel's done. He's always injured. It's a wrap. Well, Debo Samuel had an amazing 2021 season. He has now skyrocketed 
up the ADP, where he is currently at his peak ever so far in his career at wide receiver five, like I said, in one QB, wide receiver seven in Superflex. That is an insane price. So we just talked about the age of DK Metcalf. How old do you think Debo Samuel is? Um, let's see. So he wasn't early declare. I went to the senior bowl. Probably 26 or 27. Probably turning yep. 27. Yeah, so he is 26 and a half right now. He's like a year and a month or just like 11 months older than DK. So he'll be 27 at the end of this year and end of the of the season. So he's going right into his prime. So he's not too old, but you're telling me the DK is a year younger and I can get him for cheaper. See, how much how much cheaper? Uh we're talking was that an extra 7 picks? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, please. extra six <laughs> and then an extra nine. Like I said, Debo's great. He he's got sounds like he's got some contract concerns about how he's how he's used. We'll see how much he gets uh, in the running game because he was definitely used majority as wide receiver for the first half of the season, and then with all those running back injuries, we just talked about Elijah Mitchell. Um, he had to be used more as a running back, and he was very effective. He was great at it. He had a great season. That is why his ADP is so high. But now's the time to, to cash in the chips. Uh, sell while you can. Um, like like I said, now's the best time. Even if you're a contender, he might not ever reach this value again. Yeah. So now, if he's your favorite player, we always say dynasties. Fantasy football is about having fun. So if he's your favorite player or keep him. the 49ers are your favorite team, keep him. Have fun. He's probably going to be good for a few years. I'm not saying that he's about to fall off a cliff. I'm just saying that his value is so high right now now might be the time to sell high. That's just that's just my thoughts. So recent trades, we have Debo Samuel for the 2022 101 and 401. So really, we're talking about the basically the 2022 101 rookie pick. I would take Brees Hall over Debo. Yeah. Uh, so we're basically saying Debo Samuel for Brees Hall. Uh, Debo Samuel for DK Metcalf and a 2022 311. I, I'd go DK. And I know that's where you're standing too, my friend. <laughs> yep. Give me a year younger, and I think he's the better wide receiver. Um, Debo Samuel and Devontae Smith for J.K. Dobbins and Antonio Gibson. Well, I actually made this trade. You did. And I got the package of Dobbins and Gibson. Granted, it wasn't a startup, and I moved off of the pick where Debo ended up being selected, but that's what the trade ended up turning into. Cool. And then Debo Samuel for Elijah Moore and the 2022-104 rookie pick. I would take Elijah Moore and the pick. Yep. You could probably get another promising. Another stud receiver. Yep. Exactly. I mean, you can even take Garrett Wilson and <laughs> double up on the Jets if you on want to. On the Jets. Get that stack. Not saying you should, but you could. Uh, but yeah, no. To me, Debo Samuel is a great player. Um, I just want to sell now mm-hmm. while the price is so high, honestly. All right, so that rubs up our buy sells going into it a little bit more. So I want to do a quick rapid fire buy, buy or sell game with you. So the premise is you are in a super flex startup. So basically you're drafting and I kind of, I want to know basically would you buy this player? So okay, would you draft them at this value mm-hmm. or would you sell this player? So would you not be interested in this mm-hmm. price or if you had them at this price, you would sell um, to maximize your value? So you can take it as you are a contender or you're building a rebuild. That's your prerogative, but you're in a startup right now. Make sense? Yep. All right. So Kyler Murray at QB4. 
I'm probably selling that. But not by know. much. He's like QB5. So awesome. not by I'm, much. I would just take Lamar. That's fair. I'm going to go in order, too, of their when they're getting picked. Um, so we're just going right down the draft mm-hmm. board. So Cooper Cup at wide receiver three. I'm buying that. Matthew Stafford at QB12. I'm buying that. Trey Lance at QB13. Probably still buying that. Ken Walker at RB17. I'm selling. George Kittle at tight end four. I'm selling. Marquise Brown at wide receiver 26. I'm buying. James Conner at running back 25. I'm buying. Allen Robinson at wide receiver 40. I am smashing that so fast. And then Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 41. I'm buying that as well. Which is basically identical to Debo Samuel last offseason. In the inverse, yeah. (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver 45. Oh, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm selling. And then my last one, Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 48. Another one I wouldn't expect to be selling, but I'm selling him. All right. So that's all I got for today. So thanks for uh, for coming on again. And we are going to talk the NFC North in a couple of weeks. We're going to take a break next week. Um, but thank you guys for watching the show or listening on. Just a reminder to follow the, the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast and YouTube channel so you don't miss any great episodes. And remember, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. So go out there, make some trades, go get your guys, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Have a good one.